G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision. Well, shoppers in the Melbourne suburb of Werribee were left outraged after their local shopping centre erected Christmas decorations declaring Merry Everything. And someone who has been reflecting on Merry Everything and the actual meaning of what our shopping centres ought to reflect is James McPherson, independent journalist, political commentator and host of the Sky News program The Late Debate. James, a special welcome back to 2020. Neil, merry everything and a happy new whatever. <laughs> you know, we can have a laugh about that, but there's a there's a there's definitely a serious side of this when you recognise the traditions that have shaped our nation being very Christianised. Uh, that there might be shopping centre managers who have a different idea. Oh, Neil, it's depressing as it is predictable. I mean, it's not even December yet, and already the first shots in the war on Christmas have been fired, as they are every year. You've got to ask yourself, why would Islamic extremists or indeed the Chinese Communist Party bother wasting resources trying to destroy Western culture when we ourselves are already hard at work sawing off the branch we are sitting on? Um, This continual... um, uh, uh, This continual war on Western culture trying to destroy everything that's made the West great is tiresome and wearisome, but it's also quite sinister. You know, there are clever psychologists and a worldview that's a bit prevailing right now uh, and shopping centres who want to appeal to that consumerist materialism of our, you know, our, you might even call it our sinful nature. Um, but they don't want to actually say why we would have this time of year when we buy gifts. What are your thoughts about the things that shopping centres might appeal to and uh, the real reason for the season? Yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. The shopping centre wants to sell huge amounts of stuff in December. They just don't want to say why they want to sell or expect to sell a huge amount. It's hard to understand why a shopping centre would do this. This uh, shopping centre in Werribee, that's the western suburbs of Melbourne, is in an area where there's a high number of people from other cultures, uh, particularly from Indian cultures. Uh, That said, it's only a couple of weeks ago that Hindus celebrated a major festival and no one had any problem commemorating or celebrating or acknowledging that. Um, Everyone from the Prime Minister down was unafraid to talk about that festival. So I'm not sure whether the shopping centre management were trying to appeal to a multicultural society, anticipating that people from other cultures might be offended by Christmas. But what they fail to understand is that people from other cultures chose to uproot and come to Australia. So by coming to Australia, surely they were saying, we like the Aussie culture. Now, they might not be Christian believers, But it's the Judeo-Christian ethic that's made the Western culture so attractive with all its freedoms. Uh, There's a story told about a man who's walking along and he sees a flower growing in a garden and he thinks that flower is beautiful. I hate the garden, 
but I love the flower. And so he picks the flower out of the garden, puts it in his lapel, little realising that from that very moment the flower is now dying because you've removed it from the garden bed in which it was growing. Well, uh, the secular West is doing that with our culture. They, they love the freedoms, freedom of association, freedom of speech, freedom of uh, thought, freedom of religion. They just don't like the garden bed in which it's grown. And the garden bed in which civil liberties have grown is the garden bed of Christianity. You look around the world, it is Christian nations or nations that have a Christian background that are free. Islamic nations are not free. The East is not free. The nations that are free are those that were birthed in a Judeo-Christian ethic. But you can't have those freedoms while trampling all over the garden bed that destroyed them. And it'll take a while for you to notice that those freedoms are dying, just as it takes a while for the flower to start to shrivel. But I think we're living in days where we can see our freedoms starting to be eroded. And the reason is we continually stomp all over the soil that's produced those freedoms, and that is the Christian faith. And, you know, we might be wondering, is this something that's accidentally happening or is this something that is quite intentional? Uh, You know, the thought of, you know, some religious groups, uh, atheists or other religious uh, alternatives uh, subverting Christmas as a Christian celebration, something, I guess, as believers, uh, we've got to be thinking very carefully about this because is this something worth fighting for? Any thoughts here from you, James? Yeah, I mean, the problem with Christmas is that it does contain the word Christ, right? And Jesus is a divisive figure, and I didn't say that. He said that himself. He said, I don't come to bring peace, but I come to bring a sword, not a literal sword of violence, but he said that he would divide opinions. I remember talking to Andrew Bolt from Sky News some years ago, and I I said to him, this was during the same-sex marriage debate, And I I rather naively asked him, how can the church talk about its beliefs on human sexuality without alienating people? And he laughed. And he said, James, if you don't want to be divisive, get out of the religion business. Don't you guys teach heaven and hell? It can't get much more divisive than that. The moment you start talking about right and wrong, you're drawing a line. And so I think that's the real problem that people have, whether consciously or subconsciously, with Christmas and other Christian festivals is that Jesus forces you to draw a line. I think it was Bono from U2 who once said that um, Jesus doesn't give you the option of simply saying he was a good man. Jesus claims to be God. So you can't sit on the fence with that. You either accept him or reject him. And we live in a culture which values more than anything else personal autonomy. The idea that anyone, even God himself, would have an opinion on my life and might be displeased with aspects of it, is highly offensive in a culture that prizes autonomy. And so we do everything we can to uh, rid ourselves of any notion that we might be accountable to anyone but ourselves. And I think that's what makes the Christian message ultimately offensive. We don't like the idea that God is someone other than me. And the way we perhaps ought to react when we hear a story like this uh, at a major shopping centre and and I note that uh, while we're talking about a shopping centre called Pacific Werribee, uh, just there uh, on the uh, western side of Melbourne, uh, the group that runs these shopping centres, I do note that they've got 23 shopping centres. And so uh, they've changed 
this back now and they've actually put up a Merry Christmas message because people were outspoken. But undoubtedly, yeah. this is going to be happening much more widespread than just this one shopping centre. Yeah, well, this was a surprising thing about the story is that within a couple of days, they completely backtracked. Such was the outcry from shoppers who said they would go somewhere else and shop for Christmas if Pacific uh, Werribee couldn't acknowledge even uh, the Christmas word. And so I think the lesson here is that too often we just shrug our shoulders and say, oh, well, that's just the way the world is. And in doing so, we give license for these changes to continue to be made. No one's suggesting we be rude and go and protest and picket, but um, there's nothing wrong with picking up the phone, ringing centre management and saying, hey, I'm a regular customer here, but I will take my business elsewhere if you don't um, change your behaviour. I mean, every other group in the culture does that. Christians are about the only group who never uh, say boo um, when things go against us. And, uh, and so often we say, well, you know, um, we're not of this world. And it's true that our, our citizenship is in heaven, but we also live in this culture and we're responsible for it, if not for our own well-being, then for our children and our children's children. We should take an interest in the way the culture's going and we should become involved in the process. And so um, credit to the uh, residents of Werribee, who didn't just take this lying down, but um, contacted the centre, expressed their displeasure. And as you said, within a couple of days, um, Merry Christmas was back up in place of Merry Everything. And so some of the comments that shoppers were making are very important, saying this is disrespectful to all Christians and uh, maybe we should purchase our Merry Christmas gifts elsewhere. There's this sort of thought that somehow rather appears to be fairly prevailing in the Christian community, though, James, and I'll get your thoughts here. Sometimes we think, oh, well, uh, let's just let it all happen, turn the other cheek, uh, don't speak up. Uh, you know, maybe we will take our dollars elsewhere if we feel that uh, on a whim. But uh, But this idea of turning the other cheek and just letting it happen, any thoughts here? Yeah, turn the other cheek is uh, fair enough. Become a doormat um, is not what the scripture says. The, the problem here, and some people say, oh, who cares? I mean, at the end of the day, if they put up a sign that says Christmas, uh, Merry Everything, does it really make a difference? Well, well, probably not. I mean, there's a part of me that says, who really cares? The, the issue here is that once you allow these sorts of things to happen, you give permission for Christianity to be pushed out of the public square on every level. It always starts small. It's always incremental. They don't start by telling you you can't read the Bible because it's hate speech. They start by saying, let's not say Christmas. Let's just say everything because Christmas is a little offensive. Well, if Christmas is a little bit offensive, it will become more and more offensive until you're Faith is offensive and banned from the public square. You can't give leftism an inch. They'll take a mile. And that's why you can't ignore these things. You can't just be passive about it. You need to be active in deciding, if I want a culture where I'm free to express my Christian faith, I cannot allow even the local shopping centre to start to uh, uh, imagine that the Christian faith might be offensive. Because it's not. It's the Christian faith, as I said, that has made Western culture great. We ought to be proud of it. We ought to promote it. And not everyone needs to believe it. This is one of the great things about Western culture. 
Not everyone has to become a Christian. You can say, I don't want to become a Christian, but even unbelievers should wish that the Christian faith were true because it's the Christian faith, as I said, that has created the most free societies in the history of the world. And so everyone has an interest in making sure that the faith is not demonized but continues to be um, promoted in the public square as um, a good thing for society. Hey, you know, great time to be talking about this because listeners all over Australia might be thinking, well, it's not even December yet. We're talking about these sorts of things impacting shopping centres and shoppers. Is this a time, do you think, James, when we might even be proactive about what our shopping centres might put on display? And, you know, because sometimes uh, you've got this uh, shopping centre idea of just having Santa Uh, for photos, uh, but maybe they haven't put out a nativity set uh, which illustrates in a significant way the story of the incarnation. Uh, Is this a good time to maybe be proactive with your local shopping centre? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're often quick to complain, but a little slow to, as you say, be proactive and do something positive. I think particularly churches can really have a great impact at the moment. And you occasionally see church groups that uh, are performing carols in shopping centres. And shopping centres are always looking for little things that make the shopping experience a little more um, pleasant for people and that reflect the festive mood. And so uh, things like um, choir groups that uh, perform are always welcome in shopping centres. And if a church went to centre management and said, look, you've got a Santa display, what about an activity display? Well, you know, things are tight at the moment, but if the local church said, you know, we'll give $10,000 to get a great nativity display, you might well find your local shopping centre would jump at the opportunity. Now, $10,000, not every church has that, but there are ways to be creative and have an impact in your local community at this time of year when um, people are expecting it. And most people, as this story from Werribee demonstrates, are not at all offended by Christmas. In fact, they're expecting to hear the Christmas message. As you say, and if we're talking about Werribee, there's something of a multicultural mix there. And, uh, you know, whether it's uh, Hindu or whether it's Muslim, uh, you get this sort of, I'm not sure whether you've ever picked up on this, but in some Islamic circles, I'm led to believe that Santa is actually a symbol of Christianity because, of course, he's you know, named uh, Santa after Saint Nicholas. And, and there's this thought that even a red-dressed Santa with a white beard, uh, somehow rather a symbol of Christianity, that doesn't always fit very well with Christians, but it's interesting the way that different, um, different cultures, uh, different religious groups react to what is being presented as a symbol of Christmas. Yeah, well, I had not heard that particular example, Neil, but I suppose, you know, Santa is associated with Western culture, Western culture, Christmas, Jesus. So the whole thing kind of merges into one, I suppose, for for people from other faiths and other backgrounds. Uh, look, I'm not one of those Christians who poo-poos Santa. Um, I, I like the way that the world embraces Christmas because ultimately it does reflect Jesus and there is no other celebration in the year that worldwide causes everyone to stop and give gifts. It reflects Jesus given as the gift from heaven itself. And um, so I, even the commercialization of Christmas, I'm not terribly um, cynical about. 
I think the more the merrier, if you'll excuse the pun, and all of it gives us a chance to continually point back to Jesus. The only thing we've got to make sure of is that Jesus himself, the reason for all of the celebration is not pushed out, and um, that was the issue at Werribee. Interesting to be talking about Christmas and the value of our traditions in relation to a shopping centre. But there's, mm. there's something deeper and more personal for the family setting too. And I wonder if you've got any reflection here for the thought that sometimes, even in our Christian homes, uh, we're not necessarily giving this Christmas Christian celebration the sort of priority that it perhaps deserves. Any thoughts here for for the way we might be thinking about a plan for our own Christmas within our own families and then more broadly into our church? And then, of course, then it overflows, doesn't it, into the possibilities for shopping centres. But some of this starts really at home and the sort of attention we give to Christmas. Yeah, I think especially with our kids, we oftentimes, even if we're in church every Sunday, we assume a lot rather than are intentional in explaining to our children why we do what we do. For instance, um, we go to church and we, we give financially to the church. Many people tithe, but we never explain the reasoning behind that to our children. We just assume that they'll pick it up by osmosis and then get upset when they don't. Um, the same is true for Christmas. We assume that children understand But um, we should always be explaining to our children, this is what we do as a family, this is why we do it, and make sure that undergirding all of the celebration and all of the commercialism and all of the photos on Santa's lap and all of that kind of stuff, which is all wonderful, it's a great part of childhood, but undergirding all of that, they understand very clearly, this is what we believe as a family, this is why we do what we do, and this is the difference and impact that it's made upon our lives. And I think if you're clear with that, then um, you set your children up to succeed in a culture that, let's face it, is increasingly against them. Well, significant thoughts out of today's conversation, James. Speak up, but secondarily, money talks. And just like the centre in Werribee, uh, they've now caved to community pressure and replaced their sign with the traditional Merry Christmas message. And so uh, there is something particularly special there for every Christian believer listening to a conversation today and thinking about their own local shopping centre. James, always great getting your insights. Uh, Let me point listeners to jamesmcpherson.substack.com. You'll be able to subscribe to James and his articles that he sends out every day. Prolific uh, writer of all sorts of good things to do with the challenges that we're facing within our communities. He's also written a book called Woketopia, Laying Bear, The Lunacy of Woke Culture. Keep your eye out for that. Uh, James, independent journalist, political commentator, host of the Sky News program, The Late Debate. James, thanks so much for being with us once again today on 2020. Hey, Neil, I reckon we'll be talking in a couple of days about the war on Easter buns. It's it's a guaranteed <laughs> sure thing. <laughs> we might be because, I mean, they, they never leave the shelves these days. <laughs> Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.